0: The Sacramento Kings move up in the draft. No, it's not number one overall, but it's still top four. We will absolutely take it. And it's all thanks to this guy, his first. NBA draft lottery is a success for the Kings. Thank you very much, buddy. So excited that the Kings have moved up. I know it's not number one overall, and as great as that would have been, this is still a tremendous win for the Kings. Number four overall, a ton of trade value. And I've said before that I believe the Kings are going to be heavily shopping this pick, but it's not a bad consolation prize at all to get whoever is left over in what many believe to be a top four heavy draft. Let's talk about it on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are locked on Kings Hello and welcome to Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in depth analysis, game by game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January all the way through to December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com, use promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm looking forward to covering my ninth season of Sacramento Kings basketball. I'm in year five of hosting the Locked On Kings podcast. And uh, I work for ABC 10 News here in Sacramento. And this is now the third time since I've taken over hosting Locked On Kings. The third time that the Sacramento Kings have moved up in the draft. They did it in 2017 to get number five. They took De'Aaron Fox. They did it in 2018 to move up to number two. Doesn't matter who they took in that draft. And now in this 2022 NBA draft lottery, the Kings have moved up from seven to four. And they are either guaranteed their pick of whoever's left over between Chet, Jabari, Paulo, uh, and Jaden Ivey, or they could really... Make a major splash in the trade market by trading this pick. We're going to talk about both options we're going to talk about whether or not it's in the best interest of the Sacramento Kings it should be their move going forward to trade this pick we'll talk about the value that they could get potentially for number four overall the options that Monty McNair has in the trade market with this pick and whether or not that would be a smart move or the better higher return move for the Kings to accomplish their ultimate goal of making the playoffs next year and we'll talk about if they were to select a player who they're hoping is available at four the I guess the best and worst case scenarios of who could be available at four. That's all going to be covered in today's Locked On Kings podcast, but we have to start today's show talking about how massive of a circumstance this is for Monty McNair. On one hand, Monty and the Kings got incredibly lucky tonight. This is never, ever, ever a bad thing for the Kings to move up to four. It would have been phenomenal, of course, if the Kings had gotten three, two, or one out of the Uh, I guess, best case scenario, you got the worst of the best case scenarios moving up uh, in the draft. As soon as we saw Portland's logo at seven, we knew the Kings were going to have at worst top four, and then they ended up getting the worst top four. It's okay. No matter what, it's a tremendous win for the Sacramento Kings to have a top four pick in this year's draft. An absolutely tremendous win, especially with many considering this draft to be top four heavy. But as soon as that pick moved up from seven to four, it became even more crucial that Monty McNair get this pick right. He had a little bit of leniency, a little bit of wiggle room. I think we were hoping that if the Kings ended up at seven, that he could use seven and a player to bring in hopefully a, a, another starter or a, a player or two that was going to be the difference in the Kings making the playoffs. But still, his wagon and his success was completely hitched to what happens with Demonte Sabonis when his contract runs up in two seasons. And that still is the case. But Demondus Sabonis, that trade, was now the appetizer because the main course, the entree, is what Monty McNair does with this draft pick. He absolutely has to get this right for him to, one, save his job, and for two, the Kings, to end this playoff streak or playoff drought, rather, before it reaches 20. I am convinced, without a shadow of a doubt, if the Kings mess up this this four pick, whether they they trade it and it's a poor trade, or they draft the wrong player, if the Kings screw up this fourth overall pick, they will their their playoff streak or playoff drought will reach two decades. I have no problem saying that, even with Fox and Sabonis here and the excitement of those two this is the golden opportunity handed to you on a silver platter to add the talent that you're looking for to your Fox and Sabonis core to bring this team to that playoff level that you've been searching for desperately for 16 seasons this is it I mean I don't know if it's a bigger opportunity than when the Kings got the second overall pick in the 2018 draft in fact no it's not because Luka Doncic was there and we know what happened but you pulled off a major trade. You brought in an all-star to partner with De'Aaron Fox. Now a fourth overall pick. It's it's a circumstance you just cannot waste if you're Monty McNair. So no matter what he does, trading this pick, shopping this pick, drafting a player, no matter what he does, Monty McNair has to get this pick absolutely right. There is no other circumstance. There is no other option. This pick cannot be just okay. The trade from this pick cannot be just okay. If that's the case, then the Kings have completely failed, completely failed. And again, I feel confident in saying if they do not get this pick right or trade this pick and get that trade, right, win that trade, they will reach 20 plus seasons. Of missing the playoffs. No doubt in my mind with that. I do now have a doubt in my mind though. About whether or not this pick is going to be moved. I was convinced. That if the Kings. Ended up with the 7th overall pick or worse. That that pick would be traded. And there still is a very very good chance. That the Kings will trade number 4 overall. But like we talked about. On yesterday's Locked on Kings podcast. With the draft pick getting higher. It becomes harder to trade. The potential value you can get in return gets significantly higher, but ultimately it is harder to move a better draft pick. The Kings are going to have options, a lot of options with not just potential trades out there, but with players that are going to be available to draft at four. And four might end up honestly being a bit of a power position in the sense that obviously the the top three teams, which Orlando Magic, they won the lottery. Then you have uh, Houston at uh, three and OKC at two. Uh, those three guys, I mean, you you can't control anything of what they do. And it's very likely that the draft goes some combination of Chet, Jabari, and Paulo, right? It's going to be probably those three. And then the Kings will have their choice of like a Jaden Ivey or Shaden Sharp, Keegan Murray, AJ Griffin, although I don't think they would go that far down. There could be a team like the Detroit Pistons who are at five that love the idea of a Jaden Ivey that might be willing to give up a lot just to move up one spot. And that's where the options come into play for Monty McNair. He doesn't just have to trade this pick outright for a talented player to plug into the starting lineup. There is a chance that Monty can find a way to kill two birds with one stone. He might be able to get a starter and still find himself with a pick good enough to get a lottery player or at least a solid first round talent in this draft. If I were the Sacramento Kings, I certainly would consider Sending number four to the Detroit Pistons for Jeremy Grant and number five. Jeremy Grant fixes your starting four problem, although I think there are better options out there. I personally would prefer John Collins over Jeremy Grant every day of the week, but you could get Jeremy Grant and you could still get the number five overall pick where you could take Sharp, Murray, Griffin, whoever you want at that spot. Now, I don't financially, I don't know how it works. I don't think the Kings could just get both those play uh, both Grant and 544 four, they're probably going to have to attach an asset to that maybe it's a Rashawn Holmes i saw someone say Harrison Barnes i think that's way too much i would not do Harrison Barnes at number 4 for Jeremy Grant at number 5 that just makes no sense to me i don't think the kings would do that but number 4 and filler expiring contracts and the kings have four expiring contracts i believe it might be more that probably gets you John Collins or that definitely puts you in the conversation for John Collins from Atlanta Does number four put you in the conversation for Pascal Siakam from the Toronto Raptors? Suddenly the Kings are in these conversations that they didn't have much of a chance in with just number seven overall, unless they were including number uh, or uh, Harrison Barnes or maybe even Davion Mitchell. And speaking of Davion Mitchell, this is where it gets interesting. If Jaden Ivey is the guy left over in that top four, if Jaden Ivey is the guy left over, do you consider if you're the Kings, taking Ivy at four and trading Davion Mitchell. Saw people discussing that on social media. I'm a bit more hesitant with that because as much as I like the opportunity that Jaden Jaden Ivy presents, and I do think he could work with De'Aaron Fox, even though Ivy uh, is a primary ball handler. He does have the ball in his hands a lot. He's a floor spacer. He fits theoretically with what the Sacramento uh, Sacramento Kings would try and do on offense. I know what Davion Mitchell brings. So my point in bringing all of this up is that the Kings have options, a tremendous amount of options. And there are going to be, I'm sure, rumors galore about who they're interested in in the draft, a rookie that they, they really like. Wouldn't surprise me at all if, the, if a report comes out that the Kings are tremendously interested in a player that's not expected to be available at four. And maybe there are rumors of the options of the Kings trying to use number four to move up in the draft. I would be honestly very surprised. If Monty McNair and the Kings tried to trade up in this draft, unless they absolutely fell in love with a player like Jabari or Chet or Paulo, but who knows? Like what's cool about this draft is that I can make an argument for four or maybe even five guys. Five feels like a stretch. I can make an argument for definitely three, probably four guys who could go number one overall. Certainly two and three. I don't think one, two, three is established at all. Although most betting people, I think, like I said, would, would put their money on Chet, Jabari, and Paulo in some kind of order with Jive being the con- uh, Jaden Ivy being the consolation prize. And if that's the case, that's a huge win for the Kings. That is not a bad consolation prize to have at all. And as we've seen, Monty McNair is not afraid to draft best talent available, even if it's not necessarily at a position of need. The good news is, Ivy, Paulo, Chet, Jabari, these guys all potentially make all the difference in the world for filling needs while also being best talent available. Available, even uh, You could even make an argument for Keegan Murray, uh, Shaden Sharp, or A.J. Griffin being great fits here in Sacramento. I love, I love how many opportunities, how many options this is going to give Monty McNair. But that also makes his job more difficult. It truly does. Monty has to 100% get this right. So I ask you, where do you lean at this point in time? Do you lean towards the Kings trading the pick? Do you lean towards the Kings selecting a player? Are you hopeful that someone falls to four? Are you hopeful that Jaden Ivey's just there? Are you happy taking any one of the four and, 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 and taking your ball and going home and celebrating the fact that you were in that position when arguably you never should have been in the first place? You got... Damn lucky again in the lottery. Where are you at with that? Let me know. At Matt George Sack on Twitter. Sports at gmail.com. You can email me and feel free, if you're watching on YouTube, to leave your comments in the YouTube comment section down below. Also, let me know what your reaction was. Because I was on the uh, locked on NBA draft lottery party. And my feed or my, my, uh, my TV was a little bit ahead of the other hosts. So I was one of the first ones to see that that Portland Trailblazers logo flash at number seven. And man, oh, man, was the the celebration commence. And like you saw in the intro, sorry, audio listeners, it probably didn't make sense to you. I had my son with me. Uh, I was supposed to have a babysitter so I could do these shows. And uh, unfortunately, my babysitter got COVID. That meant my son got to watch the draft lottery with me and we got to celebrate uh, watching the Kings move up. So I'm giving my son uh, a lot of the credit for that in my own way. I'm having fun with that. So Arthur James George, you're a good luck charm for the Sacramento Kings. Hopefully the Kings do not mess this pick up again. Coming up after this quick break, we're going to talk about which is the best case scenario for the Kings in terms of drafting a player. There are so many trade options out there. And, and send me, feel free to send me uh your trade thoughts as well or, or your thoughts on who the Sacramento Kings could potentially potentially acquire for a trade. Who would you like to see the Kings try and get using the number four overall pick? Let me know. But if the Kings are going to draft a player, who is the best case scenario? Who is the worst case scenario? We're going to talk about these top four prospects in just a second. After we talk a lot about prize picks, our title sponsor here of the Longton Kings podcast today, prize picks is daily fantasy played the way it was meant to be played. And what's awesome about prize picks is even though the Kings season is long over, even though we're now in the Western conference and Eastern conference finals, You can still play prize picks right now. Daily fantasy sports still available for you. The way it works, you don't have to dedicate yourself to a team. You don't have to dedicate yourself to a full roster of players. All you do is pick two to five players and an over under on their projections. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. You versus the house. You're not playing against any other sharks out there. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price fix is safe. They offer fast withdrawals. You can use their award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. And and like I said, the way this works, you you pick a couple of players or three or four players, let's say uh, for tomorrow's Warriors and Mavs game. You could pick Steph Curry, uh, Draymond Green and Clay or and uh, Luka Doncic. Let's say you're picking Steph Curry over under uh, seven and a half assists. You're picking Luka Doncic over under 30 points, 30 and a half points, and Draymond Green over under 12 rebounds. You get them right, you make money. It's that easy and it's that fun, and they have so many different props that you can think of, from points scored to rebounds to steals. They have it all, and they don't just offer NBA. They have college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and so much more. Right now, if you go to Locked, or rather if you go to Prize Picks, make sure you use our promo code NBA to get fifty dollars for free. All you have to do is enter promo code NBA, and if a player in your first Prize Pick entry scores a single point, you get fifty dollars, no questions asked. That is the best way to play daily fantasy NBA. It's Prize Picks. Locked on Kings is also brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bars that taste like candy bars, and they have a new birthday cake puff. Puffs are protein-infused marshmallows. They are absolutely delicious, and if you need something to snack on to celebrate the Kings moving up to number four in the draft lottery, you cannot go wrong with a Built Bar or a Built Puff because... Not only are they delicious, not only do they taste like candy, taste like those sweets that you love to enjoy, they are healthy for you. 150 calories and 16 grams of protein in that birthday cake puff. And most of the bars have 150 uh, calories and 16 grams of protein as well. Only nine grams of sugar. It's incredible. It's healthy. Uh, and you are going to become addicted just like I and my family have become addicted to Built Bars and Built products. Whatever you order on Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Looking at early mock drafts, a lot of the mock drafts that I've seen, actually every mock draft that I've seen to this point has the Kings taking Jaden Ivey at number four if they stay at number four. They have some combination of Jabari, Paulo and Chet uh, in the top three. Normally in that order, I've seen Jabari Smith, who is my favorite prospect out of these top four. Uh, He's not a consensus number one by any means, but the majority of mock drafts that I've seen have Jabari going number one overall. I'm pretty confident in saying that Jabari will not be available for the Kings at four. That personally would be my best case scenario is if somehow Jabari were to fall to four if the Kings were to actually make a draft selection with their fourth overall pick. Uh, Then it goes Paulo Brandt. Uh, Blanchero for me, love what Blanchero brings, Chet Holmgren, I I like what Chet potentially brings to the table I like him as a natural 7 footer, I like that he can space the floor, I like that he can protect the rim he checks a lot of the boxes, but he's skinny, he's raw isn't necessarily the right word, but I have concerns with Chet's ability to be an immediate impact that the Kings need more than I do for a guy like Jabari or Paolo That's just me at this point in time. Even Jaden Ivey, I think, could have more of an immediate impact for the Sacramento Kings than Chet. But Chet does have an incredibly high ceiling. Now, this is where I, if I'm Monty McNair, and if I'm the Kings, I always value, for the circumstances of the Kings right now, I always value trading the pick more than actually making a selection. Because like I've said many times already, it is more feasible. It is more likely that the Kings acquire a difference maker who already has NBA experience or a couple of difference makers that already have NBA experience, proven starters, proven role players, players that you know can fit and play well at the NBA level with your Fox and Sabonis core. That has the better potential of getting the Kings where they want to be, which is a playoff team next year, or certainly a playoff team in the next two years, then drafting one of these rookies, even if, it's a top four pick in a talented upper or talented top heavy draft. All rookies take time. There are the exceptions every once in a while. Every once in a while, you get guys like Luka Doncic who come into the league and absolutely tear things up and look like Hall of Famers from their their rookie season. But based off the Kings draft history, are you really confident that the Kings are gonna be able to find that guy? Maybe they do, they could. Last time they had the fourth overall pick, they took Tyreek Evans, he won rookie of the year. That team was also terrible and he wasn't very good beyond his rookie season. So I still think it's in the best interest of Sacramento to shop this pick and potentially move this pick. I think the Kings are going to have enough opportunity to get something of value that they're looking for right now, and maybe even move down in the draft and still be able to take a player that they like. But if you fall in love with a guy who is available there at four, I don't blame Monty McNair and the Kings at all for making that selection as long as that selection pans out. And it's not necessarily fair, but the reality is the expectations for that rookie would be significantly high. Like, look at the circumstance you're coming into, kid. Even if you're coming off the bench, you are expected to be a contributor right away on a playoff team. Again, that's not unheard of as a rookie. The Kings aren't necessarily looking to draft a star at number four overall, although if if they were able to get a superstar to become a big three in Sacramento, that would be phenomenal. Not turning my nose up at that at all, but that's not the expectation. However, the Kings, I think, have a higher likelihood of trading number four and getting that third part of a big three than they do drafting that third part of the big three. Although what is appealing about selecting a a player for Monty McNair and the Kings is, Cap-wise, they don't have a ton of room. They're trying to keep money on the books to bring back Dante DiVincenzo, and they have to worry about paying DeMontis a bonus in a couple of seasons. They do have a number of expiring contracts, including Harrison Barnes. Who knows if the Kings plan on trying to bring Barnes back? My gut feeling says that Barnes is going to play out the season and is probably going to test unrestricted free agency. And if I had to put money on it, I would guess that this is Barnes' last season in Sacramento. Overall, it is appealing to draft a, pl- a young player that you have contractual control over that you know financially is not going to break your bank, who could be a significant immediate impact player for you? If you take a guy like Jaden Ivey, now this is this is really kind of doom and gloom scenario here. If you take a guy like Jaden Ivey, if the Kings still struggle, it kind of makes it easier to move on from De'Aaron Fox, doesn't it? Maybe you commit to like a Jaden, I- Jaden Ivey and Davion Mitchell and say bye-bye De'Aaron, although I don't know how easy it is to move Fox in his contract right now. All of this is to say, again, that the Kings have a lot of options, a lot of options, and this offseason just got a million times more interesting, and we are going to look at, probably overanalyze, dissect every possibility, and we're still going to miss a ton of them. I'm going to go through a bunch of hypothetical scenarios over the next couple of months or the next month before the NBA draft. I'm going to talk to draft experts about whether or not Ivy, Jabari, or others outside of that top four are absolute must acquire picks for the Sacramento Kings circumstance that they should not even consider moving number four because there is talent that can help them win right now. We're going to talk about draft experts or talk to draft uh, draft experts about that. I'm going to talk to other Locked On hosts about what they think the value of number four has. We're going to dive deep into what the Kings can do with this number four overall pick. And again, even, the, uh, even with that, we probably won't get to half of the scenarios that are out there. I expect Monty McNair's phone to be ringing off the hook, and he should definitely be calling people off the hook as well, floating that fourth overall pick out there. Do you want the Kings to go and use number four to get John Collins or Jeremy Grant? Do you think number four can potentially get the Kings Pascal Siakam? Are there other names out there that you want the Kings to be aggressive in trying to acquire, and are you're okay with them trading number four to get that player? Or are you in love with a player in this draft? If so, let me know at Matt Sack on Twitter again. Email me at gmail.com. Leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. I have one more ad read to get through here. Also, want to tell you and remind you of the great giveaway uh, that I'm doing here on Locked On Kings. Have a mailbag episode coming at the end of the week. All that information still to come after I tell you about another phenomenal sponsor, longtime friend of the Locked On Kings podcast. That's Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures that are available right now. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. They truly have it all. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Options, options, options. What is Monty McNair going to do? Even if his contract hasn't been negotiated or extended yet and he's going into his last year, maybe this is what Vivek and the Kings have been waiting for. Monty has to get this move right. And if he does pull off a big trade or if he lands uh, a player in the draft that the Kings are happy with, maybe they extend him before the season begins. Maybe they wait till early on in the season and the Kings get off to a good start to extend him. I still think it would be absolutely foolish of the Kings not to give Monty McNair a contract extension, but again, as important and significant at the, as the, the DeMontis-Sabonis trade was and still is, and as much as McNair's wagon is hitched to Sabonis' future in Sacramento, if McNair screws up this number four overall pick, I guarantee you he's out of, out of a job, and I guarantee you the Kings are reaching two decades in their playoff drought. I feel very, very confident saying that i am looking forward to following all of the drama over the course of this offseason trying to figure out what the sacramento kings are going to do and eventually seeing what the sacramento kings do and no matter what happens we will break it down we will talk about it we will go through all the hypothetical fun scenarios here on locked on kings that's really going to be the most or the majority of the content for the remainder or for the next month or so and i hope you will join me for all of that i am doing a Cool giveaway here on Locked on Kings. If we get over 350 reviews on Apple Podcasts, and currently it's at like 298 or 299, so we're right on the cusp of 300. If we can get over 350 reviews on the Locked on Kings podcast, I will be giving away a pair of opening night tickets to see maybe a a new Kings rookie with this fourth pick, maybe a star that the Kings trade number four overall for, Regardless, I will be giving away a pair of tickets to the Sacramento Kings home opener next season if we get over 350 reviews on Apple Podcasts. Best place uh, or best way to do that is hit five stars. And there's a little box where you can type in a custom little review. Just could be one sentence, could be a couple sentences. Why you love listening to Locked on Kings, why you'd encourage others to listen to Locked on Kings. It really helps us out, helps get the Locked on Kings podcast out there. Uh, So please, 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 if uh, you uh, feel so inclined, if you haven't done so already, even my Spotify listeners, y'all have been incredible about rating Locked on Kings on Spotify. And I appreciate that um, if you could still make an account on Apple podcast only takes a couple of, t- uh, of minutes and then leave a review there as well. That really, truly helps this podcast out a ton. So thank you very much for doing that. And I hope that I'm able to give away a pair uh, of Kings opening night tickets after we reach that 350 uh, goal. So now the offseason really gets going. We finally know where the Kings draft pick is ending up. Let the speculation begin. Put on your investigator's hats. Get out your magnifying glasses. We're going to try and get into the brain of Monty McNair and figure out what he's going to do, figure out what's the best option for the Kings or hopefully multiple best options for the Kings with this number four overall pick. Ultimately, guys, this is a day of celebration. It truly is a day of celebration. While it's not number one, number two, or number three, and by no means is number four a guaranteed success and win for the Kings, especially with their draft history, Four is, even though it's three spots, three spots are massive, not just in this draft, but in terms of trade value for a draft pick. Four is so incredibly better than seven. uh, it, 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 It sounds like it's obvious, but it's worth pointing out just how much better pick four is from pick number seven. So join me all off-season long leading up to the draft as we talk about all of the possible scenarios. We're going to have great guests coming on Locked On Kings to talk about all this and more. So I hope you will join me on the next episode of Locked On Kings. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.